And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Friday. Casey Gisclair here. Hope you guys are enjoying the start to your day. I got a little bit of a late start again today. Earlier in the week, we were battling some recorder issues. Today, I'm not going to lie, we were just fighting traffic. Um, to anybody who is dealing with or potentially dealing with the the accident at West 54th Street and cut off near the, the cutoff link, man, we are sincerely praying for everyone involved because, boy, that thing looked nasty as I was leaving in the front of the street. And hopefully uh, that, get, that gets resolved and hopefully everybody's going to be okay uh, because, man, that's a scary sight. You get to the front of your street and you see first responders and fire trucks and cop cars and ambulances and, and um, not to get too much in, into detail, but people were receiving medical attention and it seemed to be very urgent medical attention. So we, we sincerely hope that whatever took place there um, <clears throat> gets resolved without uh, as much incident as possible. Hopefully everybody's okay. And hopefully, you know, this is, this is something that would just be a short term, uh, setback to the lives of the people that were involved. Um, today's show, we've got a fun one. We got, um, Chandler Guitros with South Lafouche baseball. who will be talking with us at 1145. Chandler is now nose deep into the off season. Uh, the, the high school baseball season is over, but as we know, the high school baseball off season, um, is a unique one because right after your season, you dive into another season. <laughs> you get into summer and you play the swampland and, you know, you're back on the field competing and, <clears throat> you know, it's obviously very unique and very, um, very unlike any of the other sports, right? So, uh, uh we'll ask Chandler how his preparations for swampland are going and how the Tarpons are looking to uh, get better. <clears throat> you know, they got some some progression to make, and they got some roster spots and some depth chart holes to fill, and they're going to use the summer to their advantage to try to take advantage of some of those things. So we'll have Chandler on at 11.45. At noon, we're going to talk some golf. It's the PGA Championship going on right now. We're going to talk some golf with Nichols Golf Coach, Coach James Schilling. Coach Schilling will be on the line with us. <clears throat> he will be um, chatting with us about his team. They just wrapped up a season, but then also about the PGA over at Oak Hill. Right now, over at Oak Hill, we've got Bryson DeChambeau, who's in the lead four under par. Remember I told you yesterday when Bryson was just starting his round? Hey, I like Bryson DeChambeau this week. He's playing better. His game's coming around. <clears throat> Strong start for Bryson so far. Strong start for Live Golf so far. Uh, you got Dustin Johnson there sitting at two under par who's playing well. You got Victor Hovland on the board. Got a lot of the other live golf players who are on the board who are doing some good things. Harold Warner's on the board. Um, so a good start to the week for live golf as they continue to showcase themselves as what I think is the premier tour in the golf circuit. Everyone disagrees with that, but I think that when you have a tour that every single player is a premier player, it makes it far more exciting, far more entertaining, and there's four fewer weeks where, you know, some Joe Schmo that no one knows comes out of nowhere and wins. Uh, so we'll talk with Coach Schilling about that. At 12.15, we're going to attempt to have Damian St. Pierre on the line. He said, you know, hey, man, I got kind of a busy day. I'm going to try my best. No promises. So we're playing it by ear. We may have Damian at 12.15. If so, we would love to talk with him about the NBA playoffs and different things of the sort. <clears throat> uh, we'd love to have him on the line. Uh, but if we can't, then we'll dive into maybe some LSU baseball or we'll just talk some NBA ourselves. Now, I want to start off today's show by talking about um, <clears throat> the All-Star Baseball game, which will be played tomorrow over at South Downfield. And look, <laughs> 
th- this confuses everybody, right? So I'm going to just say it in layman's terms or maybe in, in, in a down the bayou way. There's South Landfield, which is next to the mall. There's South Downfield, which is behind Terrebonne High School. Not behind Terrebonne High School, but across the way from Terrebonne High School. And people often get confused between the two because the names are so similar. They're both in home. We're playing at the turf field tomorrow. I think that makes it easier for everybody <clears throat> to know and understand where we're going. We're playing at the turf field tomorrow, the home of Terrebonne High School, the field that is um, the infield is turfed. It's the only field in the area um, where the infield is turfed. So we're playing on the turf field tomorrow and looking forward to it. Team Lafouche, Team Terrebonne, I think the teams are very evenly matched. I think the teams are very capable of making this an entertaining showcase, and we're looking forward to that. That'll be at 3 o'clock tomorrow, um, and it should be very exciting to see, um, you know, all the talent on display, all the kids competing, and it's just a reminder, man, like it's the last time that these kids get to suit up at the high school level. The last time, the literal last time that these kids get to suit up at the high school level. So I want to shout them out here in this segment of the show. Team LaFouche. Is as follows: Zach Albert Thibodeau High School infielder, Branson Arsenal Thibodeau High School outfielder, Mason Buzigard South Lafouche utility player slash pitcher, Hayden Colley South Lafouche outfielder, Braxton Como Ed White infielder, Jacob Curall South Lafouche infielder slash pitcher, Jacob Davis Central Lafouche infielder slash uh, slash pitcher, Luke Falgu Ed White outfielder slash pitcher, uh, Eduardo Galicia South Lafouche catcher. Brendan Gobert, E.D. White, utility player slash pitcher. Coy Gravois, Thibodeau High pitcher. Thomas Legrise, Thibodeau High first baseman. Jace Morvon, Central Lafouche, utility player slash pitcher. Owen Marillo, Thibodeau High School outfielder. Matthew Malasson, E.D. White infielder slash pitcher. Justin Pierce, Central Lafouche first baseman slash pitcher. Ian Rodrigue, Thibodeau High School infielder slash pitcher. Luke Sanimo, South Lafouche infielder slash pitcher. Peyton Segrist, Thibodeau High infielder. Tyler Solar, Thibodeau High outfielder slash pitcher. Owen Thibodeau, E.D. White outfielder slash pitcher. Also making the team is Carter Porsche for Central Lafouche, but he's out injured. <clears throat> Lots of pitching on that Lafouche side, and they're going to be coached by Chandler Guitro, South Lafouche, Matt Plitt of E.D. White, Shane Schultzclair of Thibodeau High. Now, Team Terrebonne, Cooper Atkins, H.L. Bourgeois outfielder. Hayden Blanchard, Homer Christian utility player, a player. Braden Brunet, South Terrebonne pitcher. Bryce Chasson, Terrebonne first baseman. Maddox Dudick, CCA pitcher. Zach Dupre, CCA outfielder. Braden uh, Fitch, CCA utility player. Josh Gayona, Ellender catcher. Kobe Jones, Terrebonne High School first baseman slash catcher. Brett Marcel, Ellender Memorial utility player slash pitcher. Dom Lasang, Homa Christian outfielder. Eric Liret, um... Uh, Terrebonne outfielder slash pitcher. Henry Learett, South Terrebonne utility player. Ethan Lovell, Terrebonne High School outfielder slash pitcher. Jackson Martin, South Terrebonne first baseman slash pitcher. Taj Nakan, Terrebonne High School outfielder. John Richard, CCA catcher. Cody Smith, Ellender outfielder. JT Tuton, CCA first baseman slash utility player. Devin Trahan, Terrebonne infielder slash pitcher. Gavin Vordick, HL Bourgeois utility player. The team Terrebonne will be coached by Mike Barba of South Terrebonne, Jamie Delahousse of Ellender, Josh Smith of HL Bourgeois, and Coach Joe Tuton of CCA. Looking at it, <clears throat> there's some pop in both lineups. 
There's some pitching in both lineups, and it should be a very exciting showcase of local talent. So we wanted to spend some time giving an attaboy and some official props to everybody who made the team. And congratulations to all on some wonderful high school careers. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. We're going to Chandler Guitros of South Lafouche. We'll be chatting with Chandler about everything happening in the Tarpon baseball program. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Chevrolet Suburban, Tahoe, Traverse, Blazer, Equinox, Trailblazer, Trax. Looking for the room to haul your passengers and cargo area to fit your needs? Golden Motors has your SUV waiting for you. Come on in and check them out. Special APR as low as 2.9% for 60 months on 2023 Chevy Equinox. Hurry before it's gone. Chevy, find new roads. Golden Motors, 15101, Highway 3235, and Cutoff on the back road. 325-1000, price is priority. 2.9% APR with approval through GM Financial. See dealer for details. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Attention event managers, Joe's Septic Contractors has been there for you in New Orleans and the surrounding areas. Whether it's a construction site, fair or festival, let Joe's Septic Contractors help you determine how many potties and how much temporary fencing you may need for your next event. Visit joeseptic at viscom.net. That's joeseptic at viscom.net. Locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, and Odessa, Texas. Gulf South Homes has a new building. Come check out our new offices and parts store. We have moved to the left side of our property. See, Ida threw us a curveball, but our new offices are home run. We sell all things for your mobile home parts needs. And of course, we can still sell you the new home of your dreams. Remember, we are still working with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program as well. Come and see us at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or give us a call, 985-876-0222. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. Welcome back to Play by Play. You know, in the first segment of the show, I didn't really get a chance to talk about South Lafouche graduation because, you know, I got here late and, you know, was fighting traffic. And, you know, we talked about, you know, the the unfortunate accident. Then we kind of dove into the all-star baseball game. Um, But we can maybe talk about a little bit of the graduation in this segment of the show because we've got South Lafouche baseball coach, Coach Chandler Geetros on the line. Chandler, good morning, man. How are we doing? 
Hey, Casey, doing great, and yourself? Doing fine, bro. Look, it was a, a fun night yesterday where, you know, you say goodbye to a big old graduating class, and then for you as a coach, it's even more unique because you coached a ton of them, you know, either in baseball or maybe football or whatever it may be. You touched a lot of those lives, or, you know, even if you know, they didn't play sports at all, you probably taught some of them or whatever it may be. The class of 2023 is always going to be a special one. It's always going to be a group that – frankly had to deal with some stuff uh covid hurricane and you know just different things everything that could go wrong for them could go or would go wrong uh but it's a group that is resilient and i'm sure they meant a whole lot to you buddy yeah look the uh the freshman classes in lafouche and terrebonne parish or that came in as freshmen now graduates of class of 2023 they went through more in those four years than i would venture to say any high school classes in america ever had to do between covid and a category four hurricane hitting and just throwing everything out of whack uh for four years uh look just some great kids they were resilient uh look they know especially i'm i can relate with my baseball kids they, they know how much went against them uh throughout and never complained always just kept working and i think all the students did the same thing so um you know, when, when COVID hit, and we always talk about that senior class, this group lost just as much as they had to deal with it for four whole years. So, a uh, tremendous group, uh, some great kids, and we're going to miss them. For sure, man. Look, let's talk specifically about baseball. Uh, you guys are back on the field, working for Swampland, getting ready to get that revved up again. Uh, first question, do you have your team made? And then the second question is, uh, you know, when's the schedule start? And, you know, when you guys going to be back out on the field actually competing again? Yeah, so we uh, we tried out on uh, Tuesday of this week. Uh, you know, I was kind of trying to navigate through spring football and things like that, which days would work. So uh, we tried out Tuesday of this week. We have about 28 kids that we kept uh, from current 11th graders to current 8th uh, graders, actually. We brought seven of those guys up. Um, that doesn't make up our JV and varsity rosters for this summer. We had an uh, open cage day um, on Wednesday, and we're going to have another open cage day for kids to just come throw and hit a little bit. And they're going to get mixed in with some of our uh, seniors who are playing in the All-Star game just to come get some extra work in. And we're going to start with our uh, you know, first official practice Monday. We'll try to practice at least once, but hopefully twice a week uh, throughout the summer. And our first game actually is going to be next Wednesday. That's going to be a home game against Terrebonne High School. That game was originally scheduled for Thursday, but we're going to move it up you to Terrebonne High School having graduation next week. Okay, good stuff, man. So just right around the corner, some more tarpon baseball taking on Terrebonne. That's very exciting. Um, <clears throat> tell me about that younger group. You said you brought up some eighth graders who are about to be ninth graders. It's always interesting to me with baseball, right? It's like football, you know, I could have told anyone, okay, yeah, Bo Georges, that's a kid that's going to be playing varsity next year because you have a chance to see him play their sport at middle school. Baseball is different. They're playing travel and youth leagues, and it's, it's very hard to gauge. So I don't know out of that group who actually plays baseball. Do you got some promising talent coming up? Yeah, they do. They got a few uh, more what I would consider baseball guys, and now what I consider a baseball guy coming up is a kid who played travel ball, and you can tell that they were coached uh, at a certain level. Our uh, past freshman class, it was made up of a lot more rec ball guys, which nothing wrong with that. They just didn't have that very many options for them. And uh, through rec ball with COVID and the hurricane, uh, they don't, didn't have a lead down here for two or three years. So uh, it was a lot uh, rougher and a lot more of a learning curve, but we kept a lot of those guys. Uh, and we try to speed up and close that gap as best we can, uh, you know, really so that we can be competitive for the next two years. We've got to close that gap. That's on us as coaches to get it done. 
Uh, but this group has a few more baseball guys, some uh, select guys, uh, another organization that skipped my mind. But um, some guys that you can tell have played at a pretty high level and have been coached well. Uh, so we're excited about it, man. We got uh, seven of them that we're going to keep along with us for the summer, and we're going to have about 18 to 19 trying out next year that have already signed up. So uh, looking forward to working with these kids. I remember you telling me this time last year, you was like, look, man, you know, we're not going to throw Mason Buzigard a whole lot. We're not going to throw Jacob Cure a whole lot. Um, you know, we know that they're, you know, that they're quality arms and they're going to be counted on in the, in the next, you know, winter and spring. This year it's going to be a little different. You you got uh, a lot of innings that you're going to be replacing. There's no more Buzigard. There's no more Sanimo. There's no more Cureall. That was, you know, a lot of your top guys. You got Brock Johnson back who gave you some good innings and then some bullpen guys who kind of filled out the staff. But it feels like this summer on the mound, at least, it might be a little more competitive of trying to get some guys ready for those varsity reps. Look, you're exactly right. Uh, I couldn't have said it better myself. They, uh, we, we need to get mound time for our guys. Uh, you know, uh, Last year, a lot of those guys that you mentioned, uh, Sanibel, Buzzard, especially, pitched a lot at the JV level. Well, this year, a lot of the guys that we had coming back didn't play JV at all, and the three guys that you mentioned ate up 80-90% of our innings. So we need to see these guys on the mound. Obviously, we're going to you know, listen to their arms, making sure that we're not overusing a guy. Uh, but if we could uh, get some good quality outings from those guys, 60-70 pitches, something like that, we need to see them. I mean, uh you know, a guy like Austin Kirill needs to be a starter for us. He had some spot duty last year, uh, but we really need to see how he's going to rely on being looked on as a workhorse. Uh, Brock Johnson, like you said, Jacob Pierce, uh, possibly left-handed Jacob Pierce, if he's ready for that right now as well. Um, Cooper Worley, we'll, uh, we'll give him a chance to start. You know, he was typically a reliever, a change-of-pace guy. Uh, you know, we'll see what we got in him as a starter. Uh, Jack Ledee, who had some arm issues uh, last year, uh, or a little tennis elbow, I believe it's called. We're going to try to see him a little bit. And, uh, no, we got to work these guys. It's extremely important. I think uh, pitching is the reason that we were competitive last year. Um, but, look, we're kind of in the same spot as we were last year. Last year we had a lot of guys that didn't get varsity mound time, and Coach Bucky just did a tremendous job, and they became, you know, the household names on the mound. So uh, I love what Coach Bucky does, and I think he's going to do a great job with this group as well. No doubt about that, man. Um, look, in terms of getting the offense maybe a little more up to speed, you said a minute ago, hey, man, I thought that we were competitive because our pitching was good. The offense at times was a little bit of a struggle. Uh, how do you get those bats popping, man? How do you guys start manufacturing some of those runs and, you know, getting some guys on base? Look, it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of – that's why typically in the summer we don't practice as much. This summer we're going to have to. All right, we got to get these guys in the cages. Uh, Coach Chasso and I talked about it. Some guys, I mean, we just got to break down the swing, start filming again, uh, really just breaking down what they do mechanically. And, uh, you know, during games that's live bullets, we don't want you thinking mechanics. We don't want you thinking anything like that. You need to rep it a lot to become comfortable with it. So, um, you know, just getting better swings, I think a big key is that we got to get a lot stronger. Uh across the board and and we're using um coach bryce gidger's doing a program for all of our athletes on campus that don't play football and i think it's across the board at salafush high school right now you look at every sport we just got to get stronger uh, the lack of extra base hits last year on our part was astounding um and we got we got some guys that i thought had a little bit of pop but uh you know you didn't see too many balls and gaps uh so i think that's what had made our offense go in the past uh we gotta, we gotta get back to it. We gotta get stronger, and uh, the bunt game. You know, I wanted to rely a lot on the bunt game this year. Early in the year, kind of in tournament time, we might have been one of the best bunting teams in the state. 
and then all of a sudden we can't get a button down uh, once we got to those, uh, that middle part of the season where you saw us start losing a lot of games. So uh, a little bit of technique stuff on that end, live reps and getting stronger. Let's talk some spring football for a second. You were out there at the spring game, man. It was it was interesting. I've never seen a spring game quite like that one. Usually it's either one team kind of has the advantage and the other team's kind of struggling or, you know, it's just very competitive 50-50. You know, it's tick for tat the whole way. I've never seen a spring game where one team was in control for the first part and then the other team was in control for the second part. Man, when a light switch flipped, those Tarpons woke up and they started playing with some life. And I ain't going to lie, that last hour was a whole lot of fun. If you were a fan of Big Blue, the sidelines were rocking, the kids were making plays, some glimmers of hope that the fall can maybe be pretty promising. Yeah, and uh, I think I read it was an article that you wrote about momentum being a real palpable thing. That is a 1,000% true, especially with that. Uh, look, you could tell that we were just, our kids were just in a lot better shape than their kids. We were able to wear them down physically. Uh, we delivered some big hits. We didn't shy away from anything. Um, and, you know, when, when good things happen like that and momentum could start building, the big thing when bad things happen in sports, and especially, uh, you know, uh, with the way that teams were able to score on us last year and then H.L. Bourgeois gets off to that start, for our kids to be able to respond like that. Whenever you get punched in the face, it can't be, oh, no, here we go again. It's got to be, all right, let's go, let's turn this around right now. And I think our guys did a great job of that. Uh, coaching staff did a great job of getting guys in shape and condition throughout the off season, uh, what they're doing in PE class and, uh, you know, after practice conditioning, that type of stuff. And really, our ones get a lot of reps on each other in practice. And a lot of conditioning goes on just by playing and playing at a, a high rate of speed and running play after play. Uh, so it's a good job by the coaching staff getting those guys in shape and, uh, Bringing, there's always a lot of stuff to work on uh, coming out of it, but it's great that we got that momentum going into the offseason. Look, bro, let's talk about this because it's a different team, but it's kind of the same formula, right? Is that, you know, let's talk some LSU baseball. The Tigers blow the lead yesterday. Skeens doesn't get the win, and then it becomes like, oh, well, here we go again. You know, the bullpen's going to blow it. They're going to lose another one. But in extra innings, the bullpen also drew the line in the sand and said, hey, you guys ain't scoring anymore. Our offense is going to get some runs, and we're going to win. So it was a mixed bag. It was some good, some bad. But, boy, it, it, you know, when you have a reliever go five innings and only give up two runs, for this LSU team, that's progress, man. I'll take it. Heck, yeah, man. And, look, so much of, of uh, baseball is mental. People really don't understand unless you really follow the sport. Uh, it, it's so mental. And, uh, you know, the expectation as a reliever that, oh, my God, I can't find a strike zone. And then you throw, start off 2-0 on the first guy you come into next in the next outing. It's here we go again, and it's uh, like a self-fulfilling prophecy almost. Great job last night by LSU, man. And, uh, look, that's, a, that's one that can spark you. You get your bullpen having that good of uh, uh, an outing. Uh, you know, I didn't get to watch much of it uh, with graduation, but I heard that uh, heard uh, pretty very well. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, look, that's, that's something that, okay, we can do this. We know how to do this. We've been doing this our whole lives. Let's go after people now. So I think that's a win that could really spring you forward and go a long way. Yes, sir. Reason for optimism, indeed. Coach, thanks so much for the time. I'll see you at the All-Star Baseball game tomorrow, buddy. I'm sure that's going to be a lot of fun. Yep, looking forward to it, Casey. You have a good one. Yes, sir. That is Chandler Guitro is doing an excellent job, as always. Looking forward to seeing him at the All-Star game. It's his last chance to coach some of his guys, a chance to rub some elbows with some of the other guys that he's coached against in years past, and it should be a great day all around. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to James Schilling, Nichols Golf. We'll be talking about the PGA Championship right here on KLEB.
The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belts and related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Terrebonne General Health System is the largest healthcare resource in Southeast Louisiana, offering a high-tech and high-touch style of healing. World-renowned services include cardiology, women's health, cancer care, and a healthy lifestyle center. This is a true calling for all the physicians, nurses, and staff who make up our proud Terrebonne General family. We are here to provide healthcare for our community. To discover more, please visit tghealthsystem.com. Now, I promised on yesterday's show that I would make every attempt to get Coach James Schilling on the line, because you guys love whenever we have him on to talk some golf, especially during the major championship seasons. And I was able to line that up this morning. So on the phone lines right now, we have Nichols Golf Coach, Coach James Schilling on the line. Coach, good afternoon, my friend. Happy to have you on. How are we doing today? Good afternoon, Casey. Uh, good to be on the show. Absolutely, my friend. Look, you guys are just wrapped up your season a couple weeks ago. Um, it was a year with some ups and some downs, but by and large, you guys were very competitive and made some strides. Talk about the way you got you guys competed this year. I thought uh, once again, uh, team was much more competitive than what we've had in years past. I think you saw that especially in the spring semester. Um, one of the things that I noticed with the team was that every tournament, including the conference tournament, where we finished seventh or whatever it was, we improved every round. And the team got better each round, and that's a that's a sign of a 
of a team that's hopefully going to continue to improve. You know, we've got some guys that are graduating and so forth, but uh, definitely, definitely very competitive golf team that we had that we put on the field this year for, you know, for Nichols. For sure. And look, you've told me in the past, you said, hey, man, look, we do have some seniors and some talented players, but we also have some really good young players that we're very excited about. So heading into an offseason with a lot of those guys, and I'm sure you got to be excited about the future with some of those kids coming back. Yeah, we've got we've got some some players coming back. We'll have it looks like we're going to have six new players too joining the team. So spend a lot of time recruiting, and we've got a good mix of freshmen and some 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 junior college players to come in and maybe bridge some of the uh, some of the gap there that we have with you know a few guys graduating out and cycling out and moving on to the next uh, next phase of their career. So um, really proud of the guys that we had that graduated. You know, our team GPA was right at a 3-4 uh, for the entire team for the entire year. Um, so, again, you know, Ryan O'Neill and you know, guys like Ian Martin that, that were here and earned their degree in four years, really a lot to be said for that. Stayed here the entire time. Uh, didn't look at transferring, just kept working to get better, and those guys really improved. Um, you know, we had uh, two all-conference golfers, so – Basically, within the league, there's there's ten opportunities between first and second teams. So we've got ten teams in the league. So that could be fifty possible players. Um, Nichols had Nichols had two on all conference. Lamar had two, and Augusta, who won the tournament, had two. So that's six. The rest of the entire league either had none or just one player. So Nichols, little old Nichols, had like I say, just as many all conference selections, which we had two: one first team, one second team. As anyone else in the league, I think that I think that speaks volumes when you compare what our golf team did, and quite honestly, compared to you know to other to some of the other Olympic sports this year. Yeah, yeah, very impressive, Coach. No about that. Look, let, let's talk about this, man. Um, you know, you mentioned it a second ago. You know, you were applauding your guys for sticking it out, not transferring, all that good stuff. In college golf, is the transfer portal as prevalent as, you know, basketball and football where we see the stats where there are just, you know, hundreds and hundreds of guys in the portal? Or is it a sport where, you know, the guys tend to stay a little longer? You're starting to see a mix. Uh, more and more guys are entering, are entering the transfer portal. And unfortunately, it's the same trend that you're seeing with other sports. More and more entering, and they're and they're they're facing an, a situation where they have really nowhere to go, because you're still having guys that have their COVID year left over that are extra. Some guys are using it, some guys aren't, but that is happening quite a bit. Guys are going in the portal, and they think it's going to be just an automatic situation where you can go somewhere and and and, and have a place to play. And you may, but you also may wind up with not as good a geographical area or a place where you may not have as good facilities or you may not find a place to go at all. Uh, that's, the un- that, that's, that's the side that's not told a whole lot. A lot is made in all sports, uh, you know, football, basketball, uh, SEC level, Conference USA, the Southland as well, Sunbelt. A lot of the school conferences that we have schools that are part part of those conferences in the state. We hear a lot about a player entering the portal. You don't always hear a whole lot when a player, regardless of the sport, goes in the portal and finds nowhere to go. Yeah, very, very interesting indeed, my friend. Look, let's talk some professional golf for a second. PGA Championship is going on right now over at Oak Hill in New York. 
Um, this is such an interesting leaderboard. You got DeChambeau currently on top at four under. He has not yet started his round. Justin Rose is chasing him three in the par. He's on the course. Scotty Scheffler, Corey Connors also at three. Uh, Hovland and Bradley at two, and then some others there. You know, Dustin Johnson can't lay at level. Harold Varner at level. There's just such an interesting mix of name brand guys like DeChambeau and Scheffler, and there's such an interesting mix of PGA Tour versus Live, and there's just a lot of storylines here to follow. And, oh, yeah, this is a course that is brutally tough that's playing more like a U.S. Open than a PGA Championship. This is going to be a very fun next three days, my friend. It is. You know, they've had, the, you know, they've had uh, a lot of USGA events at this golf course before. Uh, what you're going to see with the guys that are teeing off this afternoon is they will they'll have the afternoon draw. So guys that teed off and finished early yesterday, they'll flip and they'll have the opposite uh, temperatures and stuff like that, or po- possibly course conditions uh, than what they had yesterday morning when they teed off. So it, it, it'll be different. Um, you have a star-studded leaderboard. Uh, like you said, with Liv, I saw Dustin Johnson had fallen back a, a bit uh, so far this morning. But for a while, he was two or three under as well. That's a prominent Liv Tour player. DeChambeau up at the top. You've got some older veterans like Justin Rose who have been playing well. Uh, some younger guys like Victor Hovland that have not won a a, uh, a major yet. So you're seeing a good mix there. It's, it's, it's going to be very interesting, and it's going to be – the ratings will be – the ratings will be, if, if DeChambeau can play well today and stay around the lead, the leadings will, the, excuse me, the ratings will be extremely high with him going into the weekend because of the way he plays the game and also the live versus PGA Tour drama that, 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 that continues to go on. There really shouldn't be a whole lot of drama associated with it. These guys from the live Tour have proved that they can, they can hold their own water with any of the tour guys on the, on the PGA tour. You know, what's very interesting coach is, you know, it's such unique timing for DeChambeau because he has not been playing all that well, but in the last couple of live tournaments, he has played a little better and he has fared a little better, but then he has this interview a couple of weeks ago where he says, Hey, look, you know, I was on this crazy diet and, you know, I was eating, you know, thousands of calories a day. And the doctors told me like, Bro, if you don't stop being an idiot about this, like you're going to die. Like he didn't talk about retirement. He, he said, "Hey, you're not going to live very long." And then he talked about inflammation and how it was causing his body to break down and I don't know, it was the first time in the man's career that I experienced a little bit of humility or, you know, saw a guy that maybe had a little bit of regret. And now he comes out and shoots a 66. Now it's only one round. He hasn't been very consistently good. He might shoot a 77 today for all I know. Um, but it was interesting to hear a more humanized side of DeChambeau and not just the mad scientist who knows everything. Well, I think we had talked about this the last time I was on your show, in that golf has a way of humbling you. And anyone that has ever played golf, regardless of the level that, that, that you were able to, to play to, if you're just a weekend warrior or a guy that plays once a month or maybe even twice a year, golf has a way of really humbling you in that you can hit one of the – you can execute a shot that makes you feel – wonderful and then the very next shot you'll be totally embarrassed and that's no different than the pros now they're not totally embarrassed and the level that they uh, succeed or fail is going to be different from a guy that doesn't play a whole lot but it's still it's still he was not uh, playing up to the level that he was earlier on in his career when he was very cocky and brash and making comments like you know when he's at Augusta he hits the ball so far it's a par 
68 or whatever he said, whatever that foolish statement was. And, you know, he was young at the time, too. You know, uh, age has a way of uh, uh, maturing us all. Uh, some mature quicker than others. But I think he's learned from a lot of the comments that, that he made. I think he learned from the mistakes that he's, that he's made with his body. And, you know, uh, no one wants to see anyone fail. And regardless of whether you like his the way he plays the game or doesn't play the game, I think we all going to root for a guy that was kind of struggling for a while and is now back, back playing good golf again. No doubt about that, my friend. Look, we got Rory McIlroy, who's one over par. It was a rough start to the day yesterday for Rory. He started out on the back nine and was three over par at the turn, and then he picked up some birdies coming in, got to one over. Rory said he's fighting like an illness or something. You know, he's got you know, these professional athletes. They've got these abs to track how well they're sleeping and how well their body's recovering. He says his sleep hasn't been worth a darn. He's been running a fever. Boy, this is going to be a tough course for a guy that's not 100% physically. And then, as you know, when you're running fever, it affects your mental conditions and everything. It's going to be tough on Rory this week, I think. It'll be tough on Rory. Of course, I mean, let's, let's be honest. Has he really been playing that well in the majors right. recently? Uh, you know, I mean, the answer to that is no. Um, so, but there's enough depth on the leaderboard from say one to sixteen. I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna see a really, uh, really exciting tournament this this weekend. And I like the fact that it's playing difficult. You know, it, it, I mentioned to you they had a frost delay yesterday, and that's why the field didn't finish. So it just shows you <laughs> how different the temperature is up in New York compared to what we have down here. Uh, you know, in the uh, Bayou area. Lefty's sitting at five over par right now. He is outside of the cut line. I think that cut line might swing back. He might end up making it. He's got two holes left to go. Um, or is there any player that's maybe didn't have a good start to the tournament? No, Finau's there didn't start well. Uh, you know, there's some others. Rom didn't start well. Spieth is, was struggling. Are there any of those guys you think could maybe put together a strong round today and maybe bounce back and get into contention? I still like the way that Rama's playing. You know, I, I, I had the guy that I've been picking when I've been with you uh, throughout kind of as a comeback player has been Jason Day. Now, naturally, he won last week. So, you know, he's probably not, you know, he, he just won recently. But, 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 but he has been, he has really been coming back strong. Um, but it's hard to bet, it's hard to bet against John Rom. John Rom, when he gets it going, he can, he can really, he can go low. And he carries the ball a long way, too. So, I, I think I think that's the type. Uh, if he can if he can hold a few putts and get a little momentum going, I like I, I still like where he's at. You know, I would take a guy around even par, right? Honestly, I'll take a guy anywhere. Some of the solid names around even or one over more than I'll take Bryson right now with him being four under. I just I I, I can't see it holding up. So, of the guys that are directly chasing Bryson that are right underneath them, I'm looking at Rose, I'm looking at Scheffler, Connors, Hovland, Keegan Bradley. Which of those names that are you know right up there on the first page do you think would have the best chance to be the 36-hole leader if the if Shambo does uh, stub his toe? I think, I, you know, I, last I checked, Rose was what? He was through 14 or 15? Yes, sir. I, I kind of like, I, I, I like Rose. I think he'll be right around there. If not leading, I think he'll be close. Rose is tough in that, you know, he, he's he, he's he's a pretty experienced guy. Uh, he's he's he can he can he can kind of all these guys are mentally tough, but I, I always like the way that Rose, whenever he's kind of got his his game working the right way, he can he can really seem to not let a whole lot rattle him. I, I don't know if 
uh, Keegan Bradley, I, 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 I just don't think he putts well enough, to be quite honest with you, to really hold on through two or three rounds. Like He did win the PGA uh, several years back, but I, that was whenever you were able to anchor, anchor the putter, which you can't do anymore, that, you know, that, being a, that being a rules change. So, you know, right now the lead's at four. Um, I haven't checked the weather. I haven't checked the forecast. Do you think we go up from here? Do you think we get to seven or eight? Or do you think we kind of stay in neutral? Or is there a chance that we maybe even go backwards and, you know, one or two? What are you looking at as maybe for the finishing score? Yeah, I think think for today, not the total finishing score, for today I think you're going to be around four. I think if if, if DeChambeau can come out and shoot around even – That'll put him in great shape for the weekend, and he may even have the lead. Very interesting. This is a very tough course. Coach, I got one more college golf question that I want to ask you. It might, it might be a guy that you're not even familiar with, and in which case, you know, feel free to, to give you know a, a no answer on it. I've been reading some things about J.R. Smith, former NBA player, went to an HBCU. He's playing college golf on a college golf scholarship now. We know how these things work. Sometimes these things are done for publicity. Sometimes the guy's actually a really solid player. Have you had an opportunity to see J.R. Smith play? Is he a legitimate college golfer? I have not been able to see him play in person. I did watch the there is a uh, it, there is a show on uh, Amazon Prime uh, that follows his uh, career or his first year, I should say. At uh, the, the, forgive me, was it North Carolina A and T? Yes, sir. Forgive me. Okay, A and T. Yeah. So. What it appeared to me was when he first got on the team, now keep in mind, uh, different schools uh, put different players on teams for different reasons. Their mate, I didn't feel in the beginning, he, was, he stated he was about a six or a seven handicap. Typically that's not good enough, quite good enough for, for the Division One level. But at the same time, we don't know if that university is fully funded with their scholarships. There could be a lot of other variables that are going on where they needed some walk-on type players right to round out their four, five, six, seven, eight spot. Okay, which in case he would probably be good enough to to get on the roster. Um, do I think that his name recognition helped him get that spot? Absolutely. Does it look like he has the ability to improve? But did he take his golf game serious? Is he trying to get better? Yes. And that's what college athletics is largely about, giving a person an opportunity to improve. And, and that team allowed him to do that while he was going back to school. So it wasn't like the guy was going out there and shooting 89, you know, or 92. He wasn't doing that. I think in some of the tournaments he was in his first year, he was shooting some scores below 80 uh, during tournament conditions. So to say that he did not belong out there, I would say that's not true. Yeah, very, very good. And look, Last question, I'll leave you with this. I have a big old list of shows that I always, you know, uh, you watch at night and whenever I'm just messing around before bed. And the next one on my checklist, and I'm going to start it sometime this weekend, full swing on Netflix. It chronicles, you know, some of the things that go on on the PGA Tour, almost like hard knocks for the NFL, except it's on the PGA Tour. If I had to guess, you've had an opportunity to see some of this. What do you think? Is this going to be worth my time or what? It is worth your time, and I'll tell you, you, you know, the timing is very unique because Brooks Kepka just had a really good, pretty good run over at the Masters, you know, and it basically chronicled him whenever he was really happy. He was struggling with his game whenever he was really kind of injured and stuff like that. So it, it'll show him when he was down a bit, 
It'll show some of the comparison. I thought the episodes with Ian Poulter were very interesting because Poulter is closer to my age, and it showed a guy kind of between stuck and you're not really good enough to play with the young guys on the PGA Tour, so do you keep trying to grind that out, or do you basically take the money that was being offered from the Live Tour to set his family, you know, on solid footing going forward? I'm not going to say what happened. I thought that episode was really interesting. Uh, all in all, pretty good watch. Uh, I actually enjoyed Full Swing better than the one with uh, J.R. Smith. Um, I just found that, it, that, that, that the storyline was better between basically players on the PGA Tour versus players on the Live Tour, and then as it went, the comparison between and the contrast between the two tours and who goes where. I think, I think Full, Full Swing was better than I thought, actually, on Netflix. It was. Good stuff. Before we let you go, you now got action to make a pick. Who's going to be hoisting the trophy on Sunday? Justin Rose. Mm, I like that pick, man. It's maybe not the sexiest pick, maybe not the most name brand player, but Justin Rose is steady, man. I really like that pick. He's steady. I think he's got it. You know, the thing with him is, can can he can one of his rounds can 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 he make enough can he make enough birdies? That's 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 the only question. Can he make enough birdies? Um, but I think he's steady enough and he has the experience to kind of hold on and not not implode one of the rounds. Very good. Coach, thanks so much for the time. Have a great weekend, buddy. I'm sure we'll stay in touch. Be a great weekend for golf. Thanks, Casey. Yes, sir. That is Coach James Schilling doing an excellent job, as always. Always love his perspective, and I've gotten great feedback from listeners. You guys love when I have him on. We've got a lot of golf fans in the area, a lot of folks that – Sometimes listen to the show while playing golf, you know, either at Tidelands or Latour or wherever it may be. Um, if you're doing that today, enjoying this Friday uh, pre-summer sun, hope you're shooting well. Hope you're staying hydrated with maybe some uh, adult beverages, perhaps, at times. Enjoy yourself. Live, live it up. Hope everybody is having a great start to their weekend if you are indeed starting your weekend early. Let's catch a break when we get back. Talk some NBA playoffs, some play-by-play. Some interesting things happened last night. We'll tell them to you in the next segment of the show, but we'll be right back after this. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Terrebonne General Health System is the largest healthcare resource in Southeast Louisiana, offering a high-tech and high-touch style of healing. World-renowned services include cardiology, women's health, cancer care, and a healthy lifestyle center. This is a true calling for all the physicians, nurses, and staff who make up our proud Terrebonne General family. We are here to provide healthcare for our community. To discover more, please visit tghealthsystem.com. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. 
Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Gulf South Homes has a new building. Come check out our new offices and parts store. We have moved to the left side of our property. See, Ida threw us a curveball, but our new offices are home run. We sell all things for your mobile home parts needs. And of course, we can still sell you the new home of your dreams. Remember, we are still working with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program as well. Come and see us at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or give us a call, 985-876-0222. You know, sometimes a blind squirrel finds an acorn. That might have been what happened last night with the Denver Nuggets and the Los Angeles Lakers. But if you go back, and the show is now posted in the podcast archives, if you go back and listen to yesterday's show, if you go back and hear my analysis and my pregame breakdown of the Lakers and the Nuggets, you didn't even have to watch the game. (laughs) Because I told you to a T, exactly what was going to happen. The Denver Nuggets beat the Los Angeles Lakers 108-103 to and took a two-games-to-nothing lead in the best-of-seven series. What did I tell you yesterday? I said what? I said the Lakers were going to struggle because of what? One, Anthony Davis isn't going to play well two games in a row. Just doesn't. He never does. At 40 in game one. We're hearing all this crap about, oh, well, the Nuggets did this, the Nuggets did that, the Nuggets did did this, the Nuggets did that. All of that's unsustainable. They can't do it two games in a row. I was the only person that I've heard on the radio. I was the only person that I heard out of anybody that was on television. I was the only person that I heard of anybody on social media saying that what I thought was obvious which is that it wasn't the Nuggets who were doing some stuff that was unsustainable in game one. It was the Lakers. Anthony Davis ain't going to score 40 points every game. Anthony Davis, I I did it on yesterday's show. I went over the stats. He scores 40 points, then he scores 15, then he scores 27, then he scores 11. He was not going to play well last night. He just wasn't. He was 4-15 shooting. He was terrible. He was terrible. That was easy. That was very predictable. Extremely predictable. What else did we say? We said, oh, well, you know, it was probably not sustainable for Reeves and Hashimura to play super well. Well, that ended up not panning out. Those guys did play very well again. They combined for 43 points. They were both very efficient. So that even has me optimistic from the Nuggets' perspective even going farther. You got a couple of Lakers that are playing out of their damn minds right now, and Los Angeles isn't able to win the games. And then the third thing that I said, which was dead on, 100% dead on, I said 
the Lakers, when they exert themselves, they can't do it two games in a row. They'll play super hard, sell out, go try to get one, and then they kind of got to exhale and relax a little bit. And I said on yesterday's show that the fact that the Nuggets had a big lead, blew it, and then won it at the end in game one would actually be a benefit to them in game two. Because if the Nuggets would have just won game one by 30, which is what it was looking like it was going to be early, then the Lakers would have pulled out their starters in the second half. They would have rested. They would have been more fresh for game two. Instead, the Lakers had to play LeBron and Anthony Davis 40-plus minutes. They had to sell out. They had to go super hard. And what happened? In the fourth quarter last night, they gassed out. Anthony Davis had no legs on his jumper. LeBron James had no legs on his jumper. 0 of 6 from the three-point line. And in the fourth quarter, the Nuggets had something left in the tank, and the Lakers were sucking wind and were exhausted. Absolutely exhausted. Couldn't go anymore. So, usually the old cliche is, oh, well, the series doesn't start until the road team wins a game. Jalen Rose, last night on ESPN, echoed my thoughts perfectly. If you're a Lakers fan and you're sitting back and saying, ah, this series ain't started yet, it's 2-0, you know, we, haven't, we haven't lost a game at home yet. Bubba, that's the wrong way to be approaching this. Because right now, I see a Laker team that is in a lot of trouble. Because it's an old veteran roster filled with a bunch of guys who, when playing every other day, which is what this series is, are going to struggle and perhaps even struggle mightily to bring that consistent effort and energy every day. I see an older roster, a roster that has a lot of tread on the tires that now can't take any days off. They've got to win four or five to win this series. That's going to be really tough against a Nugget team that is getting more and more confidence by the second. Jamal Murray is playing with more confidence by the second. Jokic didn't have a great game last night, but still had a triple-double, 23-17-12. Michael Porter shooting with confidence, playing well. Bruce Brown is a guy that I once had to root for whenever he was with the, the Brooklyn Nets when Harden was there. He has transformed the way he plays. He's now an elite player, great defender, competent three-point shooter, good slasher, finishes at the rim. The Nuggets are not going to be afraid nor intimidated to go to Los Angeles. They could win games in Los Angeles. And every second that this series is played, that LeBron and AD are having to play hard and in overdrive, is another little drop out of the gas tank that they're not going to have a little later on. The Lakers had four opportunities in this series knowing that they had to win one game in Denver. Four chances. Two of those four chances are now gone. And to me, the longer this goes and the heavier those legs get, the harder it's going to be for those guys to breathe late in the game. Look, you saw it. Just 
Just go back. If you got the game on DVR, go back and watch the Lakers walking back into the tunnel after the game was over last night. LeBron James looked like he had just run a marathon. He was exhausted. Anthony Davis couldn't go anymore. They were sitting at their post-game news conference after the game. Looked like they were about to pass out. Playing in altitude's a different animal, brother. It's a different animal. And they like playing in this old thick, heavy air here in southeast Louisiana. That thin air doesn't get into your lungs very easily. Doesn't get spread around your body as much. You get tired more easily. That heart has to work a little harder. You sweat a little more. And you break down. That's what I saw last night. A Laker team that when they exerted themselves, instead of going into cruise control, which is what they've done at times in the postseason, the check engine light came on. And then when the check engine light came on, Jamal Murray started going off. LA's down 2-0, and they're in big trouble. They're in big trouble. Even if they win the next two games at home, I think they're in big trouble because I don't think they can win a game in Denver. I don't. I don't think they can win a game in Denver. So that's where that series sits. It's 2-0 in favor of the Nuggets who have control there. They've got to win two more out of the next five games. Now we go to a must-win tonight for Boston taking on Miami. Miami won game one. Lopsided. 123 to 116. It was a close game. I say lopsided. It was a close game to them. Miami kind of pulled away late. Boston had control of the game early, had a 10-point halftime lead, then just completely let it melt away. Um, the Celtics are the most frustrating team in the NBA playoffs to watch. By far. And the reason why it's so frustrating for me as a guy who roots for the 76ers is that you look at that team and say, that's the team that knocked me out. They have so many stretches where they just play miserable basketball. In game one, they gave up 46 points in the third quarter. They don't give a crap on defense at all. They'll play stretches of brilliant defense for six, seven minutes. Then they just stop competing. And it's a Boston team that has the best roster, has the deepest roster, has the better high-level players, but which sometimes struggles because the high-level players have a hard time getting shots because Marcus Smart wants to get his. Malcolm Brogdon wants to get his. Derek White wants to get his. When Boston just simplifies what they do, like they did at the end of game six when their season was on the line against Philadelphia, like they did for most of game seven when they blew Philadelphia out of the water, when they simplify their attack and just say, hey, we're giving the ball to Jason Tatum and you other jokers just get the hell out of the way. When they play that way, that's when they're at their best. Tonight with their season on the line, with Miami kind of exhaling a little bit, I expect Jason Tatum to have a huge game. I think Boston is going to blow the brakes off of Miami tonight, and I'll go so far as to say this. 
if they don't blow the brakes off of Miami tonight, sound the alarm. Because if you've got the better roster, if you've got the better players, if you're playing at home, if you're facing a team that's kind of exhaling a little bit, go look at the scores of most game twos after the road team won game one. The home team almost 99.9% of the time come back, comes back and just beats the hell out of the team in game two. Because they have to. They have to win. It's a must win for them. And if that doesn't happen tonight for Boston, better call somebody because you're in in deep trouble if if that's the way that goes down. So that would be a very interesting game tonight out at uh, at the Garden. Boston taking on Miami. They're a big favorite, rightfully so, because I think that they're going to roll. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we'll talk some LSU baseball in the next segment. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Back, I'm useless, but not for long the future. 
Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We want to thank our two calling guests, Coach Chandler and James Schilling. We were not able to get Damian lined up today, but that's okay. He was busy doing some other stuff. Um, we certainly understand that. LSU got their 41st win of the season last night. They're 18-9 and in SEC play. Um, and the Tigers got a victory over Georgia 8-5 to in 12 innings. I think this is one of the biggest wins of the year so far for LSU. Um, just because of the way the game played out, right? It's no surprise, you know, when Skeens is pitching, you're going to have a great chance to win. It's no surprise when Skeens is pitching, you're going to get a great outing and you're likely going to have the lead in the late innings or it, at the the worst, you're going to have a great chance in the late innings. And that's how it played out, right? Skeens leaves the game. After pitching seven innings, he leaves with a four to two lead. Um, LSU allows a run in the eighth, four to three lead. Then they get a run in the ninth, take a five to three lead, and then they blow it in the ninth. Give up a couple of home runs, you blow it in the ninth. So you're sitting here now on a game that Paul Skeens threw, and you're into your bullpen, which is not the strong part of your team. And it's the bottom of the ninth inning, and it's a tie game. Rut row. That's usually not a great recipe for LSU, especially this year. You settle yourself, you get out of the ninth inning, and your bats are struggling, right? This is an LSU offense that, look, this is something they're going to have to get ironed out. They've been in a little bit of a rut, especially late in games. They usually score seven, eight, nine runs in the first five innings and just don't score again. Got to figure some of that stuff out, right? Last night, you get into the extra innings and you're struggling a little bit. You're, you're not scoring, but you get a relief pitcher who showed some guts. Thatcher Hurd last night was really good. Five innings pitched. Other than the two home runs, he only allowed one hit. Denton walk barely anyone, walked one guy in the five innings, faced 19 batters, one walk, you'll take that, five strikeouts. And finally now, after several weeks of the bullpen being really bad, there was a little ray of sunshine there. And now it's going to become a test to see can you build on that and start developing some momentum? Can, you know, Money and Gidry and you know, Cooper, who had a bad outing yesterday, and some of those other guys start to take that baton and carry it forward? There's no more Thatcher Hurd for the rest of the weekend. He threw 70-plus pitches last night. He's not throwing today. He's not throwing tomorrow. He's done for the weekend. Can someone else take that baton and keep pushing it forward? Because when you have an LSU team that is struggling so desperately in relief, plays three innings of do-or-die, extra-innings baseball, and in two of the three, if you allow even so much as a single run, you lose. To survive that and win on the road is very impressive. And to me, shows some great signs of growth. 
I think the Tigers, if they hit well today and have a good offensive approach, have the opportunity to beat the hell out of Georgia today. If Ty Floyd gives you his good stuff, five, six innings, two, three runs allowed, his good stuff, I think you should score today. Because Georgia used everything yesterday. Jarvis Evans, the starter, threw 92. Nolan Crisp threw 34. Leighton Finley, 24. Chandler Marsh, 39. Will Pearson, 25. Start getting up in that 20, 25 pitch range. Like Those guys probably aren't going to be able to throw today. So you're facing a bad Georgia pitching staff that's going to be without most of their bullpen. And you've got Ty Floyd, who at times has been really good this year. Now, at times it's been really bad, too, but at times it's been really good. If you get the good Ty Floyd today, five, six innings, one or two runs allowed, solid, strikes out some guys, gets a little momentum, you've got a chance to really beat the snot out of them today because I think you're going to score a bunch of runs today. And then it becomes, okay, well, then you win that, you, know, you take the series. And then it becomes, all right, you know, you win the series, hey, let's get greedy. Let's go sweep. And then that's when you can start snowballing some things together, right? Now, with all of that having been said, you've got to actually carry it out to the field. Because last weekend, what happened? You run-ruled your opponent on the first game. Then you gagged away two straight games. You blew a two-run lead in the eighth against Mississippi State and got blown out. You blew a nine-run lead in the sixth inning against Mississippi State and you lost in extras. So just because you won the first game of the series is not a guarantee that you're going to win the series. But it is a pretty good sign that maybe you could start turning some of this stuff around. And when you dig even deeper and you see what pitching they have left compared to what pitching you have left, again, maybe it's a cause for optimism that you could maybe start to build some of that momentum, right? The LSU softball team will be opening up the NCAA tournament today. Opportunity to try to make it to the Super Regional round. The Tigers are playing Prairie View today at 5 o'clock. They're also in a home regional with UL Lafayette and Omaha. LSU should be able to, and I say should loosely, but hey, it's the NCAA tournament, anything happens, should be able to get by Prairie View today at 5 which means they would play the winner between Lafayette and Omaha if they're successful in that first game. Lady Tigers are trying to make it to the Super Regional round. It's been kind of a strange year for LSU, right? On the softball side, at least. They're 40-15. and 15. That's solid. 13-11 and 11 in the SEC. That's solid as well. But, man, they've just had some rough weekends, man. <laughs> like, they've had some weekends where they're playing uh, – SEC competition and just can't score, you know, playing some games where they're just giving games away that they should be more competitive in. It hasn't been the the greatest softball year for LSU. But as we know, all of that now gets flushed down the drain. It's the NCAA tournament. If you get hot for the next two weeks, you're making it to the College World Series. If you make it to the College World Series, who knows what might happen. So we wish best of luck to Coach Beth Tarina and the Lady Tigers in that endeavor. Nichols had an opportunity yesterday on the baseball diamond to lock up a share of the Southland Conference Championship. We're unable to do so. UNO put it on Nichols yesterday in the early stages. 
Nichols battled back late, scored two runs in the eighth and ninth innings, but UNO closes the door, gets a 7-6 to six victory. Great fight shown from the Colonels, right? You know, they, they're losing pretty big in the early stages. Great fight to battle back. A great fight to give yourself a chance late. You come up a little bit short, but I think by building that momentum yesterday, I think you'll put yourself in better position in the next couple of days. You're one game ahead of Incarnate Word right now, who's 13-9 and nine overall. You're 14-8 and eight overall. It's going to be a mad dash to the finish, but you control your destiny, right? You win the next two games, you're going to win the regular season crown, which means you're going to get the number one seed in the conference tournament, which means you're going to be in the best position possible to try to make a run. Let's catch a break when we get back. We'll wrap up today's show. We'll get you some betting picks, and then we'll get out of here. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. Hi, I'm Marcel Spears. Keeping our global neighborhood safe is a tough job, one made just a bit safer with the help of America's brave military dogs. These dogs, who often take the same risks and make the same sacrifices as our human warriors, keep our troops safe by sniffing out bombs and IEDs, locating enemy positions, and bringing a sense of comfort and home to an almost unimaginable circumstance. Yet, when these brave canine heroes retire, they're not always given the same treatment as our military VIPs and are too often left overseas. American Humane works to bring home these valiant dogs and reunite them with the people who mean the most to them, their handlers, so they can enjoy happy, healthy, well-deserved retirements. To learn how you can help America's four-footed heroes, visit AmericanHumane.org. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the confident and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. State Bank and Trust Company has provided Cajun banking served just the way you like it for now 70 years. State Bank offers a wide variety of modern conveniences without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all know and love. So stop by today and get a taste of Cajun banking and be met by a smiling, familiar face who loves our area as much as you do. That State Bank and Trust Company still standing strong after 70 years of loyal service to our community. No more mold, no more damage, no more outdated old bathroom. No more slipping and hurting. No more stress. Make your ordinary bathroom extraordinary for only $99 per month. New shower, new door, new tub, new wall, new anti-slip technology. Be stress-free. Call 800-770-5322. BCI Bath & Shower is made in America for the highest quality. Ask about our military and senior discounts. Your dream bathroom in as little as one day. First 50 callers save $1,500 on a never-clear glass-treated door. Call now for free premium color upgrades. 800-770-5322. Call BCI Bath & Shower, the leader in bathroom remodeling. Be smart, safe, and stay a step ahead of inflation with our interest-free financing options. Call 800-770-5322. Love your bathroom with free upgrades. Call 800-770-5322. That's 800-770-5322.
Welcome back here to Play by Play Man. Looking at the betting odds for the PGA Championship. Scotty Scheffler's plus 135 odds to win the tournament. It's the only person with even remotely good odds to win the tournament. DeShambo 10 to 1, Hovland 12 to 1, Corey Connor 16 to 1, McElroy 18 to 1, Cantley 18 to 1. So she- uh, Scotty Scheffler's a huge, huge favorite uh, going into the weekend. I-, I don't know, man. I just. I think we're writing off DeShambo too soon, man. I mean, he he's a dude that's won, but like he's not going to be nervous. He's not going to be afraid. He's not going to be scared. The only thing going against DeShambo is that he hadn't been playing well, but he is playing well right now. So, I don't know. I just think we're being a little too hard. I think we're writing him off a little too soon. Uh, anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, betting picks for today. I like today in the world of the MLB. Um, give me the fi- <laughs> excuse me. Give me the Phillies minus one thirty-two money line over the Cubs. I think that the Phillies are going to get the home win over the Chicago Cubs. Give me the Brewers plus one and a half run line against the Rays. I think the Brewers are going to stay close. Give me over seven and a half in that game. The Rays score a lot. Brewers score a lot. Um, let's see today. Give me uh over eight and a half for the Braves and the Mariners Elder is throwing for the Braves he's not very good the Braves offense is going to have to support the pitching and I think they'll do so give me the Astros minus one and a half uh run line against the A's the A's are terrible the Astros are not terrible so I think there'll be some runs scored there give me over eight and a half for the Cardinals and the Dodgers both of those teams scored a ton yesterday I think that the ball is jumping out of St. Louis right now we're going to see some more offense there today in the NBA, I already told you I like Boston minus nine and a half today. Um, if it becomes a situation where you're nervous about the big number, maybe buy a few points. You know, maybe get a Boston minus five, and you know, maybe take it in a parlay or whatever it may be. I just think the Celtics know, hey, if we lose today, our season's over. And I think that they're going to fight the two times against Philadelphia that their season was on the line. They fought and they played really well. I think Boston's going to compete today. I think they're going to get the win. Uh, player props in that game. Let's see. I think Tatum's going to have a big day. I like over 29 and a half for him. Um, let's see if there's any others that jump off the page to me. Um, let's see. Nothing there stands out. Jimmy Butler over one and a half, three pointers at plus money. Looks good to me. Just off the top of my head. Kevin Love under one and a half, three pointers to me. Looks good. He, He just doesn't play enough to, to warrant that. Uh, rebounds today. Let's see. I like on the flip side to that. I like Kevin Love over five and a half rebounds. He plays enough to get that. Um, so yeah, they're just a couple of lines. I'll, I'll give you an assist prop that I like as well. Um, I like Al Horford over two and a half assists. Al Horford passes the ball well, initiates a lot of their offense. I think he's going to be in position to have a big assist day for the Celtics. Let's thank everybody for listening throughout the week. We've had five good shows this week. We'll be back on Monday with more. We've got the Sports Corner coming tomorrow. Um, that'll actually be live from LaRose. We're going to be doing the Sports Corner live from Coach Brian Colley's house. Coach is hosting a little private retirement party, and we're going to be live from there because there's going to be a lot of coaches there. Uh, B.J. Young's going to be there. Brody's going to be there. Chandler's going to be there. So we'll, be, we'll have a lot of coaches who will be live on location who will be Uh, chatting with us um, throughout the course of the show, and we certainly look forward to that. Let's thank our sponsors, the Blue Boot Foundation, Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results, Golden Motors, where price is priority, located on Highway 3235 and Cutoff, 
Dufresne Building Materials. Come experience the Dufresne difference with eight locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Belchase, Luling, Slidell, Araby, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. That's all for me today. I want to thank James Schilling for the time. I want to thank Chandler Guitros for the time. And most importantly, I want to thank you for the time. Some big NBA playoff games over the weekend. On Monday, we'll recap it all. We'll let you know who won the PGA Championship. All that stuff and more coming on Monday. You've been listening to Play by Play. Have a glorious weekend. Stay dry, stay safe, all that good stuff. Alumni softball this weekend for both South Lafouche and Central Lafouche. Um, Remember, fellas, we're not 18 anymore. Everybody stay healthy. Everybody have some fun. God bless you guys. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.